0: i'll I'll go on stage with an idea and then just hash it out and try to work it out until i have a nice little bit
1: mike ball is a national touring headlining comedian and the producer of the future of comedy show with over 500 shows produced ball has a five-star comedian and top performer rating on gig salad and is winner of the best event in midland in 2019 he has opened for comedy legends including wealthy may dave landau and rob little to name a few Mike Ball would be performing at the Historic Temple Theater in the Leopard Lounge on March 5th. Mike Ball, thank you so much for being on the Temple Arts Podcast here. Uh, we are certainly looking forward to your show in the Leopard Lounge over at the Temple Theater on March 5th. Um, I wanted to have a little talk uh, about your background and how you became a comedian and some of the process that's involved in writing jokes and things like that. Um, I guess starting out, uh, what is it about comedy that you find so interesting? Or uh, what got you uh, engaged in doing comedy in the first place?
0: Well, uh, Thor, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to the show at the Leopard Lounge coming up here March 5th. Um, what got me into comedy or what I was interested about it? Um, I think, you know, even starting at... <laughs> You know an early age of just making people laugh on the back of the bus uh <laughs> it was a thrill for me like i I really enjoyed uh making people laugh and uh performing for my friends um but like it really didn't it really didn't hit me till later that you could actually be a stand up comic because i'm I'm here uh I'm from Saginaw, and there wasn't a ton of comedy going on here um besides you know some stuff actually at the temple where i seen my first comedy show so this is kind of like a nice you know circle of life here um i used to work at a uh, a bar in downtown saginaw as a promoter i used to um promote crazy country nights at the shook you know years and years ago and i saw that ralphie may was coming to the temple theater and i thought to myself hey uh I would really like to see this guy. So I emailed the promoter and told him I'd add 7,000 people to his Facebook event. If uh, I could get four free tickets. And I got to see Ralphie may destroy at the temple theater. You know, one of the best performances I've ever seen. And I, I laughed until I cried, you know, uh, (laughs) the date I brought was very happy with the show. And, uh, you know, kind of seeing him live made it seem that it was a possibility. It, it could be a reality, Um, and it wasn't until, you know, this guy. Kind of, I don't want to be a bummer on the podcast, but uh, you know, my my father passed away unexpected unexpectedly, and I guess my, my alarm's going off here, and I. Uh, you know, it was kind of like one of those life moments where like, you kind of like realize that, you know, life is not guaranteed. If you want to do something, you should go for it. Uh, cause you never know what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, with that, I took off to Los Angeles and, uh, stayed on a friend's couch. And I got a job interning for Paulie Shore at the comedy store. Um, which has such rich history i mean you go in there and you look at the walls and you see jim carrey and uh (laughs) you see you see uh (laughs) pretty much every every comic that you know (laughs) that you look up to on the walls there at the comedy store and you go oh my gosh this is this is insane uh so i did that and um just, just really, that was like the beginning of my, uh, comedy journey.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss, but it, it, it sounds as though you were able to take, uh, take something bad and turn it around and, uh, really use that opportunity to sort of launch into your passion. Oh, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. When you're writing material for a show, uh, I'd love to hear a little more about the way that you do that. Um, do you have sort of a disciplined process, or are things created in, in fits and starts? What's sort of the seed of the inspiration that you start with to grow a routine or to grow a joke?
0: Well, uh, so my my buddy Nick Gara is writing a book on this called "The First Five Minutes." Uh, but when you first start out, it's uh you know, you're just trying to put together five minutes because, you know, that's all you're going to get. And it, in the beginning, if you're thinking about doing standup and you're like, well, how do I, how do I come up with a set? How do I, uh, how do I uh, get this off the ground? And the way I did it in, when I first started was uh, I'd come up with a topic and that I thought was funny and then try to find um, like additional jokes called tags. So you, you know, if you're doing setup punchline, which a lot of jokes are, you know, you do a setup, then you go to your punchline and then the tags are the additional jokes on the, on the back. So I like my goal was to make a joke and then add three tags to each joke, you know, getting like a nice uh, laughs per minute. Actually Ralphie may told me this. Uh, He said, you know, you want to get like five or six laughs per minute. And I think, you know, if you listen to Ralphie May, they're laughing the entire time, but you know, if that, if you're getting that amount, that's a, that's a, a good amount to have a, a goal for. If you're looking to like break it down in technical terms, um, you know, but later on in my career, I, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of my jokes are, are written on stage. Um, Cause I think that's like the, you know, the writing is so important. Uh, but just on the other side of performing and being comfortable on stage, uh, my goal was just to get as much stage time as possible. Um, that's why I produced a, a ton of shows um, with, a you know, so, so I got a production called The Future Economy Show. I've been producing shows for almost 10 years, and I use those just to get as much stage time as possible, get comfortable on stage. And a lot of my jokes, you know, I'll come... I'll I'll go on stage with an idea and then just hash it out and try to work it out until I have a nice little bit.
1: Yeah. Some of that, that practice on the fly. I I mean, with the kind of work that you're doing, the audience feedback and that relationship with the audience, I imagine is, is uh, pretty clear at times, whether that's for the good or for the bad. Tell me a little bit more about how you how you're able to adjust based on the audience's response because that that I mean that's a that's a, a challenging thing, you know, if you have something fall flatter or something takes off to either capitalize on something or or know to put something away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh I like to say that uh <laughs> you know, we get, or at least I get my energy from the audience, you know. I say, you know, they're the sunshine and I'm the solar panel. The more energy they give me, the more I can give back to them, and um, you know, like if it's an uncomfortable situation, if something doesn't work out, and uh, if you've done comedy, that's gonna happen. It's gonna, you know, not everything you're gonna say is gonna be funny, but uh, the but the the good thing is, the longer you do it, um, you you do develop a way of just being able to deliver your ideas and. Um, where you'll, where it just kind of works, um. But yeah, I've I've been there where it didn't work, and it's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's yeah. uncomfortable. But that that pain of uh, the pain of bombing, <laughs> well, is the best motivation of all time. Because uh, there is nothing worse than having a bad set. I remember when I first started, I uh, took this girl to an open mic in Lansing. We drove all the way from Saginaw, and it's about an hour and a half drive. I'm pumped. I've been doing really good in all my shows before this. This is years ago. And uh, I go there, and I bomb. She did not want to look at me the whole car ride home. It was the most embarrassing thing of all time. But, I mean, with that, it's like you, with bombing, you kind of like, if that happens, you're trying to, do anything to avoid it. So it's kind of like a, it's a necessary evil. Like you need to have that feeling of, uh, pain just to keep you motivated to keep writing and keep coming up with ideas and, uh, staying sharp.
1: Yeah. It sounds like that there's, there's a degree of grit that's involved in, in determination to either, uh, sink or swim. Like if you give up after you, you have one of these instances, then you lose everything that you worked on before. So it, it really sounds like you've been able to use that to, to to push on, to push forward.
0: Oh yeah. And if if you're thinking about doing comedy as a career, it's like you gotta you gotta know that's gonna happen. And it happens to everybody. I mean, Dave Chappelle got booed in Detroit, you know what I mean? And that's one of the all time greats.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, future, the future comedy, uh, uh, productions that you're doing, um, and that it's sort of a audacious title, uh, in some ways to think that you're, you're creating this future of comedy. Uh, tell me a little bit more about how you got started in, in producing the shows and, and what it's been like to, uh, work with other comedians and, and bring other comedians a- a- along for uh, the journey that you're on.
0: Well, uh with so I'll give you the whole lowdown on it. So the future of comedy show is an is an audacious name or you know pretty pretty bold to say that. Um you know the idea came from uh from when I first started, you know there wasn't much uh stage time around in mid Michigan. So I was I was thinking about putting a show together at this venue and the talent that I knew were all, you know, open mic comedians, but they were talented. They were funny. And I was trying to pick the guys that I thought um, had a future in comedy, that these, these are going to be the next guys. And um, you know, some of those guys that were on that first show are still doing comedy professionally. And some, even some of the guys that, uh or on the sh- on the show have gone on to do uh the tonight show uh with jimmy Fallon, like nick Gara, my buddy nick he came out uh he's he's got on last comic standing the tonight show hbo special and you know that that's all after he's been on the show mm-hmm. so like it's kind of it's kind of like one of those things where uh I believe in these I believe in these comics I don't book anybody that I don't think has a legitimate future in comedy. Like I mean, even just some of the new guys that we got coming up right now that are so hilarious where I go, Oh my gosh, you know, these people are going to make it like they're going to, they're going to do well.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing to be in a position to elevate others and, and enable that success really to get that, that ball rolling, um, early on with, uh, you know, the talent that you see that you're able to create a platform to share that with others. Yeah. It,
0: and it, it's like, um, you know, I've been doing comedy, uh, just over 10 years. And it, now that, I'm you know, that far in it, I feel like I can share, you know, help the younger, the younger guys, uh, you know, with just information that, Nobody's going to tell you unless they care, you know, uh, it was for, for instance, go back to Ralphie may at the temple theater. I remember how he told me to, uh, tell a joke on stage. And he, he goes, you know, nobody's ever going to tell you this. And, uh, he said, when you tell a joke, he said, look left, set up, left set up, right punchline in the middle. That's what, how you draw the whole audience in." you keep them accountable with your eyes. And, you know, that kind of thing that he passed on to me is like the things I'm telling these young guys. And it's like, it's kind of, it's kind of a cool position to, to uh, be in.
1: Yeah. Almost uh, a mentorship of sorts uh, uh, or apprenticeship of, of some type, right? Yeah. For for the younger guys. And then I'm at,
0: (laughs) I've, you know, I'm working with some guys uh, <laughs> that I'm trying to learn from them. I'm trying to juice them for everything I can learn. Uh, hey, what, what what can I do better? What What do you think about this? You know what what's the, you know what's the key of getting booked at this club? Or, you know what do you what do you think uh, is a better use of my time? It, it it's you know, comedy is a long game. It's a long investment.
1: If you had sort of like your ideal gig what would that look like? Um, or is that what you're doing now with, with some of the shows and, uh, that you're setting up?
0: Well, I, I gotta be like real, real honest with you. I'm excited about this March 5th show at the temple theater. I mean, you can't really, you can't really write a better storyline, you know, of seeing, seeing, uh you know, one of your heroes do comedy, headlining the temple theater. And then later on, even though it's the smaller room, it's like, I'm still headlining at the temple theater, which is like, you know, such a roundabout, you know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy how things just, uh, just circle like that. Um, but for the gigs I'm doing, I just, like, I couldn't be any more grateful just to be able to do comedy full time. is there's not a better job. Where you, like you, it's, you can't really beat it. You get to go make people laugh and, uh, a lot of people appreciate, uh, laughs now more than ever, you know, people that maybe have been stuck in quarantine or haven't been going out as much, you know, they, they forget what it's like to, you know, have a good time and you know, connect with their friends or their, with their girlfriend or boyfriend, go on a date and, you know, and just enjoy that, that magic of, uh, of laughter.
1: Well, Mike, uh, we'll look forward to having your name in lights at the Temple Theater in the Leopard Lounge um, on March 5th. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing a little bit of the background of your story and uh, the journey that you're on. Well, hey,
0: Thor, I appreciate you,
1: um, you talking to me, man. Anytime uh, you
0: want to chat, just give me a ring. All right, right, will do. All right, thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to the Temple Arts Podcast. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and making a donation to the arts through saginawartmuseum.org or Templetheater.com. This will allow us to continue to bring enriching program to Saginaw and beyond.